Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Thrive Circles. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with our host, Tara Weir. Hi, Tara. Hello, Chris. Excited to talk about, uh, what do we call this, the line model in leadership? Is that is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the most powerful leadership models I've come across in all my studies in 30 years. Ooh, wow. And it's um, the line. It's the line model. Mm-hmm. I love it. And this is this comes from, does this come from a book or body of work? Yeah, it's a body of work done by Jim Defmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner Klemp. It's in the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, mm, cool. A New Paradigm for Sustainable Success. Love that. So it's a new way to do leadership. And it's such a powerful, such a powerful model, which is why I want to share it today. I love it. But do you have any, before you d- jump into um, sort of the model, do you have any, like, why was this so revolutionary for you? Why was it so helpful for you? Um, You know, it takes something, there's a whole ton of reasons, but the first thing is that it takes something that um, could be complicated and it makes it very simple. Mm-hmm. It's very visual. And I know that we're all visual learners. We mm-hmm. all see first, you know, information with our eyes mm-hmm. um, when we're looking at things. And um, this model is not based on fear. This model is based on people being their best mm-hmm. and being authentic um, and leading from that place and leading a company, leading your family, leading a team, leading your own life Mm. coming from this. It's so relevant and um, so applicable. Mm. So those are all the reasons. Love that. Yeah. So uh, those of you uh, listening, uh, we'll do our best to sort of uh, describe it to you as we um, uh, walk it through here, but those that are on the website and able to actually watch it, you'll, you'll just see what we're kind of talking about because Tara is sharing her screen right now. So. You want to just walk us through it, Tara? You bet. So what you see is across the screen is a one single green line. And this is the line model. So at any given moment, a person is either above the line or below the line Mm -hmm. in any given moment. So it's binary. It's not like I can walk the line or I'm dancing on the line or I'm doing cartwheels on the line. It's literally... I'm either above or I'm below the line at any given moment. Got it. Um, This is based on conscious leadership. The idea that when we have an expanded awareness, we can show up as our best. We can um, inspire and influence others to, to show up as their best. So a conscious leader knows at any given moment, whether they're above the line or below the line. Hmm. Hmm. Conscious leaders have that awareness. So, um, and if they don't have it, they get it pretty quickly after being um, triggered or reactive to something and uh, are able to identify where they are. Now, keep in mind that most people, a lot of people live below the line. Hmm. And you'll see what I, what I mean by this. But of course, right now, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, what's below the line and what's above the line? And I want to be above the line. And what, what do I need to do to be above the line? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe I am. I'm definitely above the line. I've got to be above the line. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's our natural instinct to, to, want, to, to want to be um, like fitting and belonging and agreeable. And it's our instinct to want to belong and to um, be right. <laughs> mm. So 
that's a natural, you know, depending on what you're thinking, it, it's a, probably a natural response to like, well, what, what does this mean? Yeah. So let's find out what it does mean. So below the line, I'm going to share three phrases below the line or three terms yeah. and three above. So first on the bottom left, the number one clue that I am below the line is when I am closed off. Maybe my body language is closed. Maybe I'm closed-minded that I'm not open to anybody's ideas or new ideas. Um, Maybe I'm closed off to my own awareness, just closed and shut down. Mm -hmm. So the first characteristic of being below the line is being closed off. The second one is feeling and being defensive. So this can be an internal process or an external process. Usually people can witness it (laughs) because we can't hide it. Super awesome. Um, So when we're feeling closed off and defensive about something, um, then we are coming from below the line. And again, defensiveness could be body language, arms crossed across the chest. It could be um, facial expressions, and it can be usually some kind of thought or feeling that is fear-based, that is based in fear. And this, this so, is not sequential, yeah. right? Like it, I, it can be closed or defensive. It's not first time closed, Correct. then I'm defensive. It's either. Great. Exactly. Okay. Either and, you know, it could be and or either. Yep. Okay. Yep. So those are the two that we're going to start with below the line. So now okay. we're going to pop above the line for a minute and we're going to go over two and then we're going to go back down below the line and then back up. So right now we're going to go pop up to the above the line. And when I am showing up above the line, I am open. My body language is open. Um, my heart is open. My mind is open. And, um, and the second word to describe above the line is curious. So I'm coming from an open-minded, curious place. Right. I wonder, what if? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Huh? That's interesting. I'm curious. So that is above the line. And open and curious. Am. Yeah, yeah. So we're going from closed to open, closed below the exactly. line, open above the line, defensive below the line to curious above the line. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And. And again, remember that we are either above the line or below the line in any given moment. Right. So if I'm closed off. Defensive and curious at the same time. Exactly. So if if I'm defensive, I'm not going to be coming from curiosity. If I'm closed off, then I'm not going to have really an open mind or an open heart. So so that's the first piece of below and above above the line. So now we're going to pop back down below the line. And this one is really important. And this one relates to the commitments. Mm -hmm. So the book this is based on is the 15 commitments Mm -hmm. of conscious leadership. And the premise is that our commitments are what's visible. It's the results. It's like, Mm -hmm. what, what am I showing that I'm committed to? by how I'm behaving or what I'm thinking or how I'm feeling, right? So when we're below the line, we're committed to being right. Hmm. Anyone? (laughs) Just raise your hand, Chris, if you've ever Uh, felt attached to being right. Yes, Yes, it feels very good to be right about something. (laughs) I mean, in a very ego, you know, self-protective sort of way, like, I don't want to be wrong. I want to be right. 
Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about is the ego protected way. Um, and, and wanting to be right and wanting to protect ourselves by defending our stance on something or by being closed off to new ideas because my idea is right. And this is the one we should go with, so to speak. So when I'm above the line, I am committed to learning. Hmm. 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 I am committed to learning. So in any moment, you will be able to see if I am committed to learning with openness and curiosity, or if I'm committed to being right by being closed off and defensive. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And how, conscious. How you, yeah, sorry, go, ahead. go on. I was going to say how you test for that. Like, how do you. I mean, I know personally, I know how it feels when I'm committed to being right versus when I'm committed to learning. But if I'm interacting with another person, I'm just curious how that shows up or how you test for that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, And really more than anything, it's tone of voice and it's body posture. Hmm. So tone of voice is one of the, it's, it's really one of the biggest clues to what's going on inside of us is this tone of voice. Hmm. Um, if even if we're flat in our tone of voice, then it's possible that we're we're feeling a little closed off or defensive, possibly. Yeah. Um, body language, body posture can show it as well. The cl- you know closed off or defense, and we can you know you can see it when you're watching a movie and there's a close up of the person and their jaw tightens and you can mm. see the like the muscle spasm. It's like yeah, I think that's probably um, closed off at the moment, or maybe defensive, or maybe. Um, spinning about their own idea what what they're mm. what they're thinking feeling or saying yeah got it yeah yeah good question yeah so conscious leaders are either above the line or below the line and the key marker of a conscious leader or a conscious person is how i think of it this conscious person is aware of where they're at mm. so were I to notice, oh, I'm really feeling attached or dug in. I'm not feeling creative. I'm feeling really attached to what's, what my ideas are, what's going on inside of me. Mm-hmm. Then when I notice that and I go, oh, there it is. I'm pausing. I'm pausing. And in the pause, mm-hmm. I have automatically, and I, I, they call it in the book, I love it, drifting. So if one drifts below the line, mm. the goal is to shift back up again above the line. Nice. So we drift below and then we shift back up. And often, you know, because of the way our brain works, like we were talking about it when the last po- podcast, it's when when my logical brain is online, my lizard brain, my lizard or distinctual brain is quieter. Mm. So it's similar in this that when I am unconscious and I'm defensive, for, for example, and then I go, oh, look at there, I'm being defensive. In that moment, the lizard instinctual brain starts to quiet down and the logical brain comes back on track a little bit more. Right. So um, it's, in, it's truly in the, the first step is in becoming aware of it and then choosing to say, well, how could I be curious here? But what way can I be open? What is mine to learn here? What's the gift in this that is mine to learn? Why, why am I in this experience for me to learn? I was just going to say like, that's how do you invite yourself to shift, right? I've drifted. I noticed I drifted. 
how do I invite myself back to shift back into consciousness or above the line? And I think what you were just saying was sort of answered that question for me, like yeah, asking yeah. some of those questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's asking yourself those questions. And, and, you know, the thing about being below the line is that when we're below the line, we're stressed out, we're reactive, we're suspicious, we're um, distracted, we are less productive. Research that this, this group did showed that we are um, tending to have worse health and less happiness, all leading to more turnover, less, you know, less uh, keeping people around, less longevity. Um, so the goal is to have people include, you know, starting with yourself yep. is to have people that are interested and want to be above the line and are willing to make that shift. Um, because I could, I could, and there's times when I've been so dug in where I've been like, oh yeah, I'm really defensive and I really don't want to be defensive, but I'm really defensive (laughs) or I really believe this strongly, especially when it comes to my teenagers, I get like really like dug in, like, no, this is the right way. This is the safer way. This is the better way, you know, and and, at times it is, but that's not going to create connection. That's not going to create openness and communication. That's not going to create dialogue. Um, That's not going to create an opportunity for my learning and for their learning, it's going to be heads budding. Yeah. Yeah. I, how do you invite, so I, I can hear how I would invite myself to shift if I'm in a leadership context. So I have a team or I'm in a team. Um, it feels a little bit more nuanced for like how I invite others to shift. Like, Hey, you know what? You're being a little attached right now. And I think you should really think about, <laughs> you know, you should really yeah. have some awareness to your attitude. <laughs> Yeah, not that way. <laughs> yeah, not that way. Okay, not okay. that way. Yeah. No, and whenever there's should involved when we're talking mm-hmm. to people, that's going to be a trigger. Yeah, exactly. um, but truly, honestly, the best way to invite it is to model it. Mm. It's to do it. So if somebody, we noticed somebody was being defensive, we can ask the curiosity questions, you know, like, well, what do you think it would be like if we did move forward with that idea instead of that idea? What What do you think would happen? Um, you know, like, okay, so we've come up with some ideas and clearly people are attached to their ideas. Let's think of a, let's think of an additional idea, an alternative idea. Um, so let's open our minds to some new possibilities. But so I love it's, how you're doing it because you're doing it very, like, I can even hear in your voice, you've clearly done this. Like it's, it's genuine curiosity versus I've heard questions like that before that feel very, uh, patronizing, like, so let's rephrase that. Let's think about how else you could be thinking about this situation. And now I feel more defensive because I feel like you're talking down Patriots. to me, but you're using right. very evolved language to, to, for you to be right about how I should be seeing things, but you're asking it, in, you know, in a, right. in a conscious way, but it's, it doesn't feel genuine. Well, that's when we're, below the line but we're pretending to be above the line <laughs> right and then people right. can smell it from a yes. mile away <laughs> yes yes we all I feel can like, smell it oh man these are those initiatives where you're like oh i went to a training and i learned about the line and now i'm going to tell you about the line and i'm going to be you know evolved in my leadership about the line but it comes off very and i'm the line police and you're not on above the line <laughs> <laughs> i'm the line police that's right 
Uh, let's see what we can do to shift you above the line. Yeah, that's right. We're going to work on you because you yeah. need to be committed to right. learning. That's great. No, I love, I can really hear the curiosity the way you asked it like that when you're really generous about like, I wonder, like, tell me more about that. And what do you see and how, like that there's a real seeking to understand. Yes. And that's come. that. And so in that one moment, you are not only modeling it, but you're inviting them to join you. So it's at the same time. Love that. Yeah. 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 So, um, major beautiful things happen. Um, great things happen when leadership and organizations have the majority of the people above the line, when their culture is committed to wanting to be a learning organization that, um, they want to interact with each other in that way. Families have a lot more peace when parents can try to come from openness and curiosity, um, wanting to learn about our kids, learn about what's important to them, learn about what their struggles are. Um, it's, it's a way of being that invites connection. Yeah. And it's really one of the reasons that I love this model the most is just how much truly genuinely coming from above the line creates that openness and creates the conversation and the connection. Um, and I just, I know for, for women leaders, um, depending on our role, depending on our history, depending on our own experiences, we could easily come from below the line and really want to be above the line, but, but might be coming below the line because we have to prove ourselves or we think we have to prove ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, or that we have to convince everybody of everything, um, all of our ideas in order to be successful, right? Um, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So it's about, a powerful model. I was just thinking about this uh, model um, with the conversation we had last last episode about the protectors, and if this if there's a way to this feels very ninja like, but having the ability to have this with yourself, like I notice that I'm being defensive. Uh, my protector, you know, my, my perfectionist or my critic is really chiming in. They're being very defensive or committed to being right. And I'm wondering if there is a way to have this internal conversation with myself. Like, what else can I learn? Have you played with that or experienced yeah. that? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I coach. That's what I teach and coach with my clients is how to change the dialogue. It's like becoming our own inner coach and saying, okay, I hear your tone. I hear that you're, I, I can tell that you're worried about this or you're um, scared. So you're getting defensive and like having this conversation and then saying, okay, so what can I be curious about here? What can I, you know, yeah. what can I consider that's different than what I've been thinking about? So that's the process. That's the practice. And that's what brings peace of mind that's what brings healthier bodies and stronger teams and, um, you know, more attractive cultures because being in a culture where people are authentic and they're open and they're, they're really about learning and they want to be curious with each other, much more pleasant to work with than an organization where people are closed off defensive and committed to being right. Yeah. I can hear in my own internal dialogues or, or just the internal dialogues of people in general, I think. Um, if I, I can see where I could notice something that doesn't feel like I'm annoyed by my perfectionist. And instead of saying, 
you you just in your example there gave so much grace and space for your perfectionist to have a conversation like tell me perfectionist what are you trying to protect here what are you really hoping that like that's so curious but i think a lot of people respond with stop that like let's go like you know buck button up let's get Uh this together and so it's it my demand to be right about how we need to move forward we don't have time for you to be in your perfectionist saying let's go already shuts my whole thing down and i can't move past Mm -hmm. that yeah no it's true i think that the um the tendency or the urge is to shut it off to shut it down to see it as kind of like the enemy and no, I'm supposed to be coming from my true self. I'm supposed to be coming from this grounded place. I'm supposed to be coming from above the line. Go mm-hmm. away, go away. And yet what we resist persists. Mm-hmm. So of course, there is something in us that needs to be heard and that needs to be acknowledged. And that's where our inner coach can acknowledge it. Not go there, not not buy in, but to understand, you know, to understand and remember we developed our perfectionist, our critic, our, our controller, our pusher, and our caretaker of others to keep ourselves safe, mm-hmm. to to live and function in the systems that we were a part of, the family, the all the systems we were a part of. So they are there for a good reason. And they probably, especially if you've had a lot of trauma, that helped you survive the situations. Yeah. So um, that's... that's um, that's re- remembering that that's important because that helps us go, Oh, right. Okay. It was there for a reason. I'm a conscious human being and I can make a choice yeah. because we, we are the species that gets to make the choice about that and say, actually, wait a minute. That was really, um, I'm, I'm feeling really reactive right now. And I can tell I'm triggered by what you just said. So give me a sec mm-hmm. because I would want to, I choose to be open and curious. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Let me think. Okay. So, you know, so it's like, it's being, being honest about the, the drift and the shift and the drift yeah, and the okay. shift and that many people, and it, it's pretty natural to live below the line because our brain is designed to keep us safe, you know, like looking for attacks, looking for something that could hurt us, looking for um, something that might be against us. It's yeah. what our brain tends to do, but we have the ability to create new neural pathways that can allow us to make that choice to, to move above the line. And I'm telling you, above the line, we are that we have more balanced life. We're able to make choices instead of this like unconscious driver that just is making us work like 12 hours a day. You know, it's like, actually, no, or, you know, actually I am going to stop and I'm going to get something to eat because my body deserves fuel. Right. And I'm going to be more of a learner and I'm going to be more effective when I'm actually feeding and nourishing my body. So it's, it's, it's that kind of dialogue or dynamic that goes on inside of us um, that we are fortunate to have the ability to do. I can really see how being able to have that conversation with myself would allow me to be more effective having that conversation with others. Like when I know what it feels like to invite curiosity with my own protectors, my own self and my internal dialogue. I now can see that in others when others are wrestling with their internal dialogue and I can actually invite a conversation out of curiosity. I I think that would be a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I find that when I'm living 
the practices, yeah. not perfecting because that's yeah. not realistic, but living the practices, um, then I'm more able to approach people and to invite them to live them with me. Um, now it depends on the person and it depends on the situation <laughs> because there's times that we're just super triggered. And when we are, then there's something, there's something more important below there that is worth looking at. And I look at that with my clients too, to say, you know, it's not therapy, but it's definitely, um, I have a, one of my favorite teachers calls it a therapy. So he says it's a therapy, and that's really what it is. Nice. It's like, how can I bring more awareness to <laughs> my story, to mm-hmm. my, you know, to my stories? That's great. Yeah. A therapy. I love it. A therapy. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. What can, um, how do you connect this then? To, what were the commitments part? I mean, you don't need to give me the whole book abstract, but in the 15 yeah. commitments of conscious leaders, like what is the commitment piece? Like how does this- well, each, each commitment has a statement of living above the line and a statement living below the line. And I will, for the, just for the sake of understanding it, I want to read to you what it says for commitment number one. And commitment number one, is to take 100% responsibility. So re, um, radical responsibility is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Love that. So when I am living above the line, I commit to taking full responsibility for the circumstances of my life and for my physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. I commit to supporting others to take full responsibility for their lives. That's above the line. When I show up below the line, I commit to blaming others and myself for what is wrong in the world. I commit to being a victim, a villain, or a hero, and taking more than or less than 100% responsibility. Taking more than 100, than, you know, taking on what's not ours is mm. also below the line, mm. um, and not taking on what's ours is below the line. So each of the commitments has the line and it has the different statements. And then there's beautiful writing about it and some activities to do. So what we'll probably do in the thrive circle is explore some of the really relevant, particular, particularly relevant to women leaders um, commitments. And we'll explore that. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of thrive circles, um, the community that you're creating for women leaders, what, uh, can you just give us, I know we've talked about in other episodes, but just a quick, uh, soundbite of what it is and how people can find out more about it. Yeah. Well, um, the word curated, I, I love that word because it's a very intentional group of women, um, coming together to connect, to communicate, to collaborate, to learn together, to grow together. And, um, and it's about, all about community. So it's about creating a place where we can, we can be open and curious. We can also be closed and defensive and go, Oh, wow. I'm really feeling defensive or I'm really I've got my hackles up or, um, so it's going to be a place where we can learn these things, practice these things and, um, and really grow and learn with each other in, in doing that. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't know that we, we haven't fully you and I had this conversation, so I'm, but I'm, I'm going to ask it here. I'm curious. It's for women only. And I'm curious it's for women only attention. Yeah. I'm curious, I'm curious your vision behind that. Cause I think that's really cool, but I'd love to hear more yeah. about that. Well, in my work with clients, the theme I find the trend that I find with women is a lack of confidence, 
it's um, reactivity, it's um, a lot of fear, uh, a, a lot of defensiveness, um, taking on more responsibility than what is ours. Um, there's just a theme that tends to show up with women and being a woman and having grown from that place um, to where I am today, which is still learning and growing um, forevermore, that I just know that, and I want to create a safe community of women. And, you know, there's a history of women being competitive or comparing or um, jealous and that kind of thing. And so this is the antithesis of that to create a space where we can support each other. We can, um, you know, be real with each other and be real with ourselves and grow from that. So um, that's my intention around because, because it really is, it does tend, I mean, men have, it's a human too. It's very human to do what we're talking about, but um, women, my clients have that theme. So I want to work with women. I want to work with, women in a group as well as one-on-one if someone's listening to this and is really resonating with not only the the idea of this topic right like the line and being um uh, living above the line in awareness um but also being able to have that experience with other women and being um uh open and curious and committed to learning with other women how can people learn about thrive circles your community yeah they can go to thrivecircles.org and there's an invitation video. You can apply to be a part of the community, um, but it'll give you a little more explanation of what what we're what we're up to and what what the intention is. That's so good, awesome. Well, this is great. I love this. I uh, I think I've heard of this book before. I have not read it, but after you sharing today, I'm like, this is. I, it feels very important. The book, the material, and I yes. can't wait to learn more about it. So. Thank you you would love it. You yeah. would love it. Knowing you and, and knowing what we share in common. I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Well, another great episode and um, until next time, Tara, um, be well. Yes. Thank you. You too.